Layla, you want to say hi? Say hi to everybody. Say hi. You want to say hi? <laughs> oh, stinky. Hi guys, welcome back to the Sacred Self Podcast. I have video and Layla wants to say hi, the biggest smushy girl in the whole world. Yes. Okay, go lay down so mama can record. Hello, welcome back. Episode three. Um, Layla, I'm going to need you to move, sweetie. Go to bed. Go jump up. Go. 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 Right here. Okay. Good. (laughs) I told you guys that this was going to be unedited stream of consciousness. And of course, as soon as I start talking to myself, Layla needs to see what's going on and make sure that mom's not going crazy. Um, So yeah, she's a welcome distraction though. I love her so much. Um, Welcome back to the Sacred Self Podcast. Um, This week, I'm going to be talking all about your intuition, what it means to be intuitive, both like in health and fitness, in your day-to-day life, but also um, learning how to connect to your intuition and how to begin to trust yourself again. Um, Okay, resuming from a slightly different position, I did not like the way that that lighting was coming in and hitting the side of my face and you could not see this side of my body, so facing the window a little bit until I get some better lighting. Um, We had just moved into our house. Yay, this is my office slash the guest bedroom. Um, And yeah, we might have to move some things around so I can record this podcast and have proper lighting um, and not have an ugly background. I did my best with this, but the light is not great. So anyway, This week we're going to be talking about, like I said, connecting to your intuition and what intuitive even means and how we can improve and reconnect to our intuition. Um, So most of you guys know that I am a personal trainer. I come from the health and fitness space. And so when you talk intuitive or intuition, um, Most people think of that in terms of intuitive eating and intuitive movement. And so what that means is basically just listening to your body, what it wants to eat, when it wants to eat, how much it wants to eat, and also in terms of moving your body. So when you want to move your body, if you're getting signals from your body that you shouldn't lift weights that day, then you go for a walk instead, or you feel like you need to do yoga. This is very different from following a structured meal plan or macros or training program. And the only real way to be intuitive is to have some experience in a more structured program previously. Um, And so I'll kind of elaborate on what I mean by that. Before you get into health and fitness, or personally before I got into health and fitness, being intuitive is just like living your day-to-day life, unaware of the 
macronutrient breakdown, the nutrition breakdown of your food, how much you should be eating, how you should be moving your body in order to achieve the goals that you have. Um, And so I wouldn't necessarily call that intuitive because there is no knowledge behind what you're doing, if that makes sense. So I always encourage people to like go through a proper training program, have a coach give you nutrition protocols, teach you about nutrition, teach you about movement, how to train hard, um, how to train for your goals. So that way, when you do step back and you want a less structured approach to health and fitness, you can rely on that previous education around how to eat and how to move your body um, to kind of guide you into listening to your body. Um, I think it is super important for us to build this knowledge base around fitness and nutrition and experiment with different ways to eat, different foods to eat, um, different ways to move your body, and really listening to how your body responds to certain things. Um, So say you're tracking your macros, for example, you may eat higher carbs, lower fats, and not feel too great, you don't have a ton of energy, you feel kind of lethargic, then you can switch around and try eating higher fats, lower carbs, and you may notice that you feel a lot better. So that way you know that your body functions better on a higher fat, moderate to low carb diet. It's all about finding what works best for you, how you feel your best. Um, Fitness is very, very, very individualized. So trying out different things and seeing how your body responds to them is a huge part of the whole being intuitive side of things. Because if you don't know what works for you and you don't know how you feel your best, then how are you going to be intuitive, if that makes sense? Um, And in today's society, we've kind of gotten so disconnected from our intuition in terms of health and fitness, um, because I'll dive into the mental side of intuition a little bit later. Um, But there is so much information out there about how we should eat, how we should move, the foods we should eat, all these different diets like high carb, low carb, high fat, keto, carnivore, vegan, vegetarian, dairy-free, grain-free, like all these things. We're being told what to eat and like, oh, everybody should weight train. Nobody should weight train. We should do high intensity. Nobody should do high intensity. Like do the, what is it? 12, 3, 30, like walking on the treadmill. Um, Running is good for you. Running's not good for you. Like it's just so confusing because there's so many opinions and so much information out there that it is, this is why it is so important to try things out, diversify, um, kind of the things you do and figure out what you like the best and what works best for you. And then that way, moving forward, you can draw upon these different 
modalities, I guess you could say, um, and use that to your advantage. We have to kind of sift through all of the BS that is being thrown at us um, and figure out what works for you. That's literally what being intuitive in terms of health and fitness means. Um, Listening to your body, how it is responding to the inputs you are giving it, and continuing or discontinuing that habit based on how your body responds. Now, in terms of your intuition, when it comes to your mind, um, your intuition is kind of your inner guidance, your highest self, um, that inner compass of like, what is right and wrong? What is for me? What is not for me? Um, this, yeah, compass, I'm looking down, I wrote some notes, I'm not even going to lie because there are some things that I really wanted to talk about. So, um, your intuition is like this inner guidance and like knowing that you can trust yourself, um, and trusting that you can guide yourself in the right direction and you can differentiate between like your what is right and wrong in terms of your values and what is for you, what is not for you and sticking to that. Um, and just like in terms of health and fitness, our society just constantly bombards us with information on how we should act, what we should do, who we should be, um, all these things. There is so much external stimulation and from basically the moment you're born, um, you are susceptible to the conditioning of today's society and what it means to be successful and what it means to be a woman or a man and all of these things instead of just letting you be you and listening to yourself and allowing you to develop as a person there is just all this conditioning that is being placed upon you as you grow up and as you move through the world and whether you realize it or not it's affecting who you are today and we have to be able to get to a point where you can kind of sort through, okay, what is actually me and what is the conditioning and the belief system that was kind of bestowed upon me either by my parents, by my grandparents, by the people I surround myself with, um, what is actually me and what is not me. And this conditioning as well as like external stimulation. So I read this book called Dopamine Nation. And if you haven't read it, you should definitely read it. Um, It's kind of all about how we use short-term dopamine hits as a way to kind of like escape our problems. Um, And the, these short bursts of like dopamine and this constant need to be stimulated by something in the outside world is definitely a way we are trying to escape and dissociate from our problems 
instead of kind of facing them and healing them. And that is drowning out our intuition, our inner knowing, um, whether you're aware of it or not. Most people are not aware of it. And I hope that by listening to this, you're like, oh shit, I do X, Y, Z as a way to avoid my problems or to dissociate. Um, this could be eating, this could be shopping, this could even be something healthy like working out. Um, like the gym is my therapy is like a common quote and the gym should not be your therapy. Um, it can be a way to move your body and move energy and emotion around when you are feeling angry, frustrated, upset, whatever it may be, but there is still other inner work that needs to be done. Not just going to the gym and expecting it to solve all your problems because I used to be like that. I used to think that it would, and it's definitely not true. There's a lot of work outside of the gym that needs to be done. That's besides the point. Um, But some people, and I've seen this in my day-to-day life, is that some people knowingly seek external stimulation in order to dissociate from their problems. Um, and they just use the stimulation to drown out this inner knowing that what they're doing is not conducive to their growth or their success or their emotional, mental, physical well-being, um, yet they do it anyway. So trying to get away from this constant need to seek external stimulation is super important in cultivating growth of your connection to your intuition um, and being able to trust yourself because if you don't have a connection to your intuition you don't know what you believe is right or wrong or what is good for you or what is not good for you then how are you going to trust yourself to do things, to hold yourself accountable, to accomplish the goals that you have for yourself. Um, And if you don't trust yourself, then how do you trust others? How do you have healthy relationships with friends, romantic partners, your parents, all these things if you cannot trust yourself first? And so reconnecting to that intuition is the first step in trusting yourself. You have to know which actions and which thoughts are positive and negative to your growth as a human being and be able to consistently choose the positive ones. And I think it's also important to recognize that it's going to be very difficult to connect to your intuition and accurately listen to this inner guidance or even listening to your body in terms of it telling you what it needs um, when you are coming from a place of unresolved trauma, of constant stimulation and dissociation. Um, And if you aren't connected to your body and your mind, then how can you observe and feel in an accurate way? And if you can't observe and feel in an accurate way, then the 
idea or the the way you perceive your intuition is not going to be accurate, if that makes sense. So it's really important that we remove as much of this needing to seek external stimulation as possible. So what I mean by this is don't check your phone first thing in the morning. Don't check your phone or like put your phone away at like 9 p.m. and have 30 minutes of uninterrupted chill time before bed. Like no technology is what I mean. Um, When you are feeling certain emotions, don't automatically go to like a coping strategy. Allow yourself to sit in that emotion. It's going to be extremely uncomfortable at first. Um, But until you do that, you will continue to like run from the emotions and you will continue to seek this stimulation and distraction instead of sitting with it and learning about it and connecting to your intuition in that way. So I see some people that when they have problems in their life, they go out and drink, they smoke in order to relax at night, Um, they have a glass of wine to relax at night, Um, they go on a trip because they're not happy with their life at home, Um, they get a tattoo, they cut their hair, they like go on all these dates, I don't know, like all of these things that you do, you need to start questioning like why am I doing this? And if it's not because like this is the best choice for me, if it's because XYZ else is wrong in my life and I'm using this as a strategy to deal with it, then you need to like take a step back and sit in that discomfort of like what is going on in my life and in my mind that is not, that I'm not happy with and how do I deal with this in a healthier way? How do I get to the point where I can listen to my intuition and I know that I'm safe and when I sit with these uncomfortable emotions, I can learn from them and grow from them and not feel the constant need to run. Um, And so how the heck do we do that? Like I said, sitting in this uncomfortableness, but I think the four main things are stillness so being as still as possible don't be go 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 all of the time you need to sit down you need to relax you need to stop having stimulation 24 7 allow your body to come into a state of homeostasis um the next thing is silence again allow yourself to sit in the silence in the stillness and this could mean not listening to music or a podcast when you go for a walk not putting on a tv show while you eat dinner and just being like in the silence in it with your thoughts that's when you're going to learn the most about yourself is when you stop it with the outside distractions um The third thing is presence. 
So stop thinking about the past or the future. Just be in the here and now. And how to do that, I think a really great place to start is with little mundane tasks. Just observing all of your senses. So you could be washing dishes. And while you're washing those dishes, listen to the sound of the water running or like the bubbles of the soap popping or like the sponge on the plate or whatever it may be. The smell of the soap, um, the feel of the bubbles in your hands, of the hot water, the way the bubbles look, like try and narrow down your focus on something very, very small. Just using your senses as a way to be present in whatever you are doing. And this is goes again hand in hand with that external stimulation. So this could be while you're eating a meal, don't put the TV on, but instead like really focus on like the way things taste and the texture of things in your mouth and um, see if you can just like really nail some of the flavors that you're tasting. Um, if you're going on a walk, don't put earbuds in just listen to the world around you and observe and really focus your vision on certain things as you're walking um the sound you can the birds the trees rustling the feet your feet hitting the ground um the way things smell just really practicing presence and again, the biggest thing here is removing that external distraction, which I know we have all been so accustomed to in this age of technology. Everybody always has their phone on them. Um, so doing your best to leave your phone at home. Obviously, you need to be safe, but put your phone in your bag um, and don't have it in your hand while you are walking. A lot of times I see like a couple walking next to each other or two friends walking next to each other and they're both on their phone or they're grabbing drinks or at dinner and both people are on their phone instead of just like being in the present moment they're distracting themselves from actually connecting um so we have stillness silence presence and then awareness so asking yourself questions about did i like this how did this make me feel um, why did it make me feel this way? Um, just overall building awareness about the things you like, the things you don't like, how things make you feel. Um, and really getting to the bottom of who you are at your core. So building that awareness. Um, and another big practice or I guess two big practices that will help you build this is breath work and meditation. Obviously, I could not <laughs> go on and on and on about building a connection with your intuition without talking about breath work and meditation. These are the two easiest ways to break into that stillness, that silence, that presence, and that awareness. So there are things that you can do, like I have already said, in your day-to-day -day life to build these practices but breath work and meditation are the easiest ways to tap into that and personally I always feel a resistance towards breath work before I do it even as a almost certified breath work facilitator um 
I still feel that resistance because when you do breath work, you are stimulating your um, sympathetic, sorry, your sympathetic nervous system, which is your body's fight or flight response. And you are literally triggering your body (laughs) and your emotions. That's the whole point of breath work is to trigger that part of your nervous system so that emotions come up and so when you go back into your parasympathetic state that rest and digest and then you ease into a meditation you can process these emotions and go a little bit deeper and figure out why these things were coming up why these things are triggering you you can deal with them um that was not the most elegant explanation of how breath work works but i'll go even deeper into it in some other episode while like when I explain breath work. Um, But not only do small daily practices matter, 5, 10, 15 minutes of breath work and meditation every day are great to like maintain this sense of like being connected to your intuition. But if you struggle even finding that connection or you have no idea what your intuition even is a longer breathwork journey once a week or every other week and longer I mean like an hour hour and a half of a guided breathwork I don't recommend if you're if you're a beginner I wouldn't just like jump into an hour of breathwork without any guidance so I would definitely seek some kind of guided online session or in person if that's something that you can find near you but those longer breathwork meditation journeys are crucial for tapping into your subconscious and being able to process trauma stored emotion memories all of these things and if you have some really big underlying things that you need to process and deal with then that is something that should be included in your personal growth journey Um, and then of course the day-to-day smaller routines to maintain that connection to your intuition but we basically have to sort through the trauma and the conditioning and the belief systems that have been bestowed upon us um in order for us to like get down to who we actually are at our core there's all these layers that are just like piled on you as you go through your life and some people have more layers than others um shrek was not lying when he said well he said i think he said ogres are like onions but people are like onions too and they start out as just the little inside of the onion and throughout their life You get all these layers and all these layers and all these layers and all these layers are your belief systems. If you have experienced any trauma and that could be something very small that is still being held with you or it could be something very large that is such a traumatic event. So in order to reconnect to who we are at our core, we have to peel back all those layers. And in order to do that, we need lots of different modalities, breath work, meditation, um, traditional talk therapy um plant medicine is a great one 
which we can go into in a future episode. Um, but yeah, connecting to your intuition is super important, not only in terms of your health and fitness, but when you are trying to embark on your personal development, personal growth, spiritual growth journey, it is impossible, I'd say impossible, um, to accurately connect to your intuition when you have all of these layers of conditioning, trauma, beliefs about yourself, beliefs that were given to you by society, by your parents, um, by TV shows. (laughs) So we need to cut through all the BS and reconnect to your intuition. And once you tap into that connection you have to yourself, it's all about listening to it. And the more you listen to what your true intuition is, the more you trust yourself the more you believe in yourself, the more you feel guided, the more you'll accept and love yourself, the more you'll be able to love others because you love yourself. Um, so this is super important. And I have no idea how long I've been talking for now, easily like 30 minutes. And I'm, again, I'm hoping this is kind of making some sense. <laughs> I feel like as I get talking, I either know exactly where I want to go with it or I feel like I start to ramble. So I hope that this was enlightening or motivating or maybe now you're stressed the heck out and you're like, Allison, I have no idea how to listen to myself. Um, So please help. (laughs) Um, So if you need help reconnecting to your intuition, I... This is why I am getting certified in breathwork and I highly recommend that you reach out or join my free breathwork session the day that this episode comes out. So while you're listening to this, it will be tomorrow, the July 18th, Tuesday, July 18th at 7 p.m. I'm having a free 30 minute breathwork session. And it's just via Zoom. You can turn off your camera so nobody can see you. Um, But it will be a great introduction into breath work if you've never done it before. Um, And helping you tap into that inner guidance, that inner knowing. And yeah. Well, I think this is it. Um, I'm looking at Layla. Um, I hope you guys have a beautiful week. Thank you guys for continuing to listen to this podcast. It means the world to me. Sometimes I feel like I don't have much to say or that what I have to say is not important (laughs) or nobody really cares. Um, So that's something I'm definitely trying to work on and kind of the purpose of this podcast is me stepping out of my comfort zone and really just voicing what's on my mind and realizing that as long as I voice 
use my voice and share my experiences, someone will listen and someone will be impacted. So thank you guys for continuing to listen and thank you for sharing this if you share it. Um, And I hope you guys have a beautiful week. Um, As always, there will be a question box on Spotify. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I'm not entirely sure if this is true. But on Spotify, if you swipe up, there should be like a question box. So if you have any questions or comments, you can leave them down below. They are not anonymous, so I can see who asked me what question. Um, But the polls are anonymous, so I can't see who answered the polls. I can only see how many people answered which poll. Um, So yeah. I'll try and include those in each episode so you guys can leave feedback. Um, And thank you guys. I will talk to you next week. Layla, you want to say bye? Layla, come here. Come here. (laughs) Layla, come here. Bye. Layla, come here. Bye. Bye, guys. Layla, come here. Layla, you want to say bye? Come here. Come here, stinky. Oh, oh, big stretch. Come here. Come here. Are you being grumpy grump? Bye guys.